Hello. Hey, man. Derek Reimer. <laughs> I don't know where that southern accent came from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it just popped up out when I hit record. Yeah. So we just uh, we just paired. We did. Yeah, we uh, paired then, and, and now we podcast. Yeah. I um, I guess I'm a, a level contributor now. Yes. Yep. But uh, you, you wouldn't know it from the Git log yet. <laughs> Actually, your your handle is already in there because I think we paired oh, on nice. this like when we were when I was prototyping stuff months ago, and so you are actually in the Git history. Sweet. Yes. Love it. Yes. Um, and even if I weren't, apparently Level is now officially open source. It is. Yeah. I kind of like just kind of dropped that out there publicly, very quietly this week. Um, and I guess like GitHub is, I, I kind of forget this, that it's sort of a socially platform. So it has like 22 stars now. I think people just kind of saw it in their, in their timeline that it, mm-hmm. it probably said like Derek Reimer open sourced this and then people started like, uh, starring it or whatever. So that's been kind of mm-hmm. fun. I already have gotten some pull requests, if you can believe that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. One of the guys, his name is Devin that I talked to actually in the, the level interview process, um, mm. He started submitting some PRs, and then I looked at his profile, and he's actually like an Elixir contributor. Um, so he kind of knows he knows a thing or two, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, nice. he helps set up Dialyzer, the static That's analysis awesome. thing, and uh, yeah. So this is like the power of open source, totally like paying off already. That's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, it's been great. Open source and uh, customer interviews and an audience and all that are yeah. now combining. Yeah. It's like worlds colliding. It's great. The other thing I did this week um, was last Tuesday, we're, we're recording on a Saturday, so about five days ago, um, I was sitting around and decided to just record myself building a level feature um, in the evening and mm-hmm. throw it up on YouTube and see if people like it. And so far, it's been like really positive reception. Um, mm-hmm. It's gotten like 600 and something views. Uh, I got 64 people subscribed to the Level channel now on YouTube. Nice. So, um, yeah, I think that could be a good channel. I think, I mean, as I suspected, I think folks really like to see behind the scenes stuff and they like to, um, I guess, like it's a testament to, uh, you see examples like this with uh, what's it called, like Twitch or something where you can watch other people yeah. play games. Like, um, 100%. I think it's a sort of similar, like voyeuristic kind of like draw to like see. See how other people do it. So, totally, yeah. I mean, it's, plus it's it's. I find so I've watched people play games mm-hmm. on Twitch, uh, and it's relaxing in a way that playing the game isn't. Yeah, where it's like I'm interested in seeing and like and you can see people that are good, like really good doing it. So like it's like interesting to watch an expert do a thing and pick up on their habits and see what they're doing, and you're like you're like enjoying the game through them. Yeah, vicariously. Like, yeah, and I think programming totally works that way too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not shocked. Well, and I hope it like helps break down like like maybe like break down imposter syndrome too. Like um, I don't know, I was kind of flubbing around a little bit and like searching docs and like mm-hmm. I, you know I'm not any more special than anyone else, and I always have to consult docs. So like I think it totally. helps to like just like the real world uh, experience of programming and sharing that around. If I can contribute to that, I feel good about that too. So yeah, totally. I'm into that as well. Yeah. Also, like, so, so we just did this. We did another session together, and uh, spent you spent a lot of time explaining stuff to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, it turns out like people just don't know stuff. Like it's new technology, new things. You have to start from nowhere and get the basics. Right. Yeah. And and you asking me questions uh, made me like having to justify like, well, why why did we do it that way? 
and then it's kind of like actually there there's a better way and we arrived at a better solution a few times which was mm-hmm. which was cool like we came out with i think clearer code as a result of uh sort of the the newcomer questions of like huh i haven't really seen much elixir code but like this looks curious to me sure yeah nice like fresh eyes situation yeah totally well i enjoyed it i think people will like it i think i think it was had a, it struck a nice uh middle ground of uh, productive programming, but also lots of talking about what the concepts were. Yep, totally. Like I, I feel like I understand GraphQL and Phoenix uh, a, a little better now. So awesome. That's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, so it seems like a, a win all around, I mm-hmm. think. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very psyched to see you release that thing, um, the, the first session. Yeah. Um, and, and like sending it out to your list. And it's just, I think this, I think you're, you're doing all the right things as far as like working in the open and, taking advantage of the fact that like you're developing this thing and your audience is developers and so you can make content for them by building this thing in the open yep uh, that's just like take that advantage yeah i feel like i've hit on something like like a powerful thing which is just sharing as much as possible and it's not like i invented this you know like uh i don't know base camps been talking about it's like selling your byproducts or selling quote-unquote selling your byproducts um right and they did this through blogging when in the early years and that's been a a powerful channel but i think like just kind of leveraging all the all the networks and places to share stuff, um, I think is going to be a really good like growth channel um, and a good way to like just provide value to people. I mean, that's I think the mo- some of the most effective marketing or just getting people kind of on on the boat is by providing value to them, and and it seems like mm-hmm. people are getting value out of out of these uh, videos and stuff. So right, yeah, and like you're putting, I think you're putting value in the bank, yeah, like social capital and value, like so maybe when you launch these people will sign up or maybe not but you know 10 months from then when you launch they'll be like you know i have learned a ton from derek and we're looking around at tools for x yeah i should i should totally look at this at least this should be something we evaluate yeah i think i'm like inadvertently doing branding right now like like building yeah like you said putting putting capital in the bank and Mm -hmm. um yeah so i hope it pays off right and you're and you're also uh demonstrating good habits in that you're not uh, getting uh, interrupted by things as you're working <laughs> yeah yeah that uh i uh on the last video i accidentally left push notifications on for text messages i think and i don't know if like a notification came on the screen or if or if you could just hear my phone no, just, just the dings okay um but uh so someone someone remarked that kind of in a funny way on twitter like hey you may want to like silence your notifications if you're building a anti-distraction tool <laughs> yep that's fair fair point yep yeah. So, um, yeah, you seem in good spirits. Are you, are you doing well in this, uh, this, this solo doing stuff thing? Yeah, I think I'm, um, overall, like on the mental side, feeling, uh, better now that I'm beginning to build a little bit. Um, I think it was becoming, it was difficult going through the phase of I'm only like my, when my sole job was just to do the, the interviews and talk to folks and try like, not to build things prematurely. That was, that mm-hmm. was tough for me. Um, I did. And I'm also like a, so I'm a, I'm one who gets headaches, like a stress mm-hmm. manifests itself as headaches. And, um, mm-hmm. I was definitely like for a period of two weeks having, um, pretty debilitating, uh, cluster headaches, what they're called. Um, mm. not like not a classic migraine, but like it affects, uh, half of my, f- like one side of my face and, they'll wake me up in the middle of the night. So it'll impact my ability to sleep. And, um, they tend to come in cycles. Like I get them usually for about of two weeks, uh, once a year, but I think they can be triggered by like latent stress. And like, as soon as, 
soon as I left Drip and went fully on my own, I started to get these headaches uh, periodically. And so that that was a little rough, like it, like just not running on little sleep and um, and then it sort of compounds on itself. Like you get stressed mm-hmm. out, like, am I going to get a headache today? And then you're stressed about getting a headache. And then, uh, you know, all of that kind of impacts your ability to be productive. So mm-hmm. I think I'm coming out of that. Like I haven't had a bad one in a while. And um, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling like things are moving. And every time I, uh, you know, publish something or or publish a video or something like that and um, and share stuff, it kind of keeps me on like a maintenance level of like people still care about this. This is going like I'm on the right track. Uh, yep. I'm building something worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a big part of my my own sanity. Actually, is to be like continuing to engage with uh, with folks who are interested in what I'm working on. Totally. Plus, it gives you those little uh, like you're accomplishing things. Yeah, you have the small burst of shipping dopamine. Yeah, like I can't. I couldn't imagine an alternative being like uh, building this closed source, not sharing a whole lot, just telling people like, "Hey, I'm working on something," and then going off in a cave for six months. Like I. I don't know if I would be able to stomach that, you know. Yeah, so, that. so, yeah. So, yes, I'm in good spirits, and uh, I'm feeling good. That I, I think the validation phase has been really valuable. I have a few more calls left. I'm almost through uh, through the whole backlog of them, and they have sort of, uh, I think, diminished in their marginal, uh, you know, like new information gathered. And yep. at this point, like if someone tells me something that I haven't heard before from anyone else, then it sort of signals to me that like it may be a minority uh, sentiment, right. you know, because no, mm-hmm. if if all the other 30 people haven't mentioned the same thing. But yep. um, I think I mentioned this last time, like still pattern matching and getting, you know, additional votes in favor of of a certain pain expressed um, is good. And uh, yeah, I'm still getting some like. Just building the relationships with with folks, I think, is the biggest value at this point. Mm, yeah, totally. Nice. So, what do you have like a next sort of big milestone in mind? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think I, yeah, I definitely want to keep. I want to keep like establishing a cadence of how frequently I publish things and like figure out the balance of because I do run slower when I'm when I'm recording myself building a feature or pairing on something like it is a little slower than just like programming in anger on my own. Um, for sure. And writing, I have like update blog posts. I want to continue the building level series on my blog. Um, and that stuff takes time too. So I think I need to get in a groove first and figure out the balance of, of, um, where I'm allocating my time. But yeah, next, next big milestone. I don't know. I don't know what that would, would be actually. I I need to figure that out. Hmm. The one I'm, I'm curious about is when, like, I noticed that you are making GitHub issues, yeah, uh, uh, for Level, and I find myself wondering, like, how long until you can use Level to track the work on Level? Mm, yeah, like, I think that's a great first product milestone is to mm-hmm. uh, to start dog fooding it, as they say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you and I like aren't aren't like very much coordinating on it, but we did pair today, and so it's like. If I had a thought, could I? How long until I could like post a message yeah. in Level Land and be like, "Hey, have you considered X?" Yep. No. Okay. Yeah. That that would be, I think, a great like getting to that step would be if it's usable for me internally. I think as soon as I can get there, the better. Um, totally. Yeah. And and it feels like that will help you focus the initial set of features. Yeah, I've started. Um, so I think 
that I want to, I'm going to start using GitHub issues just to kind of track, um, track like steps, like tasks coming up on my list of to do's. Um, I obviously have hundreds of to do's to, to even get to that point because I'm breaking things mm-hmm. into small chunks, but I think I, um, want to deliberately not, not dump them all into GitHub issues. I want to keep that place pretty pristine and like a sane, small, short list of things, uh, to do in the near term future. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be cool to sort of track track that work out in the open too, so that anyone who's kind of following the open source progress can just go and check in on the check in on the progress and see how it's how it's going. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, let's see. One other update too is like um, I actually teased this on the uh, pairing recording, so you guys should go go watch that. But I've basically finalized the logo for Level. Been working with Steve Shoger mm. and. Uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out. So we're still like, like might end up tweaking some of the colors a little bit, but I think we're definitely in the, definitely in the ballpark of where they will end up. So it's interesting what a psychological thing that is to have a logo. Yeah, totally. And I have, um, actually a question. So Mm. for you, um, Mm -hmm. get your hot take on this. I've been, um, trying to figure out where, what the domain will be like what where would the the online home be for level and ideally i would have consistency across all channels so you know i w- would like a unified domain and handle to to use on github and twitter and youtube and maybe a .com you know and if ideally it would be the same everywhere mm-hmm. i think um and I was brainstorming with some friends yesterday, and um, one of the one of the ideas that came up was level teams. And I was able mm. to secure levelteams.com. Mm. I secured the Twitter handle, Instagram handle, mm-hmm. uh, GitHub handle. So Instagram. <laughs> I mean, you know, just in case. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, you're gonna take selfies while you're writing it? Hey, I don't know. Like yeah. figure out something to share on that channel. <laughs> sure. Why not? So, but what do you think? Uh, what do you think? What's your take? I like it. I, I like hadn't actually thought about level as a as an adjective mm-hmm. when you told me the name of it. I was thinking like level, like oh, yeah, I, I guess it's a, yeah. I just I was like, it sounds cool. It's short. It has a nice feel to it. But I hadn't thought like oh, like it's it's there's an adjective behind that word that implies yeah. things that you want this product to cause teams to be. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so throwing it in front of a noun helps clarify that for me. Uh, but right. I'm into it. Okay, and I mean it is a tool. It's a tool for teams. So it's saying like yeah. this is uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because uh, having previously founded GetDrip, I imagine you're yes. aware that whatever you throw in that uh, URL is going to be your official, your semi-official name. Yes, and you know, Get Level was not uh, not available anyways. But I was like, I am so over the Get modifier. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that I think that makes sense. Actually, it's, I think it's a good, it's solid. Okay. I dig cool. it. Uh, the only I would say the only knock on it to me is that it sounds like there's level and then there's level teams. Yeah. Because some apps have like a teams variant. Right. And I mean, it's like Microsoft's Slack competitor is called Microsoft Teams, but mm. um, but I don't think there's any kind of dicey trademark. Like Teams is so it's a English word. Like you know. Yeah. So, right. and I, I, you're right there. And I would, I'm still calling the product level, not level teams. It's just the domain. So, gotcha. Yeah, I think I'm into it. Okay. 
yeah, I think I think I'm zeroing in on that. Like, I, so the alternative was I was exploring the the alternative TLDs. I have like level dot space um, because mm-hmm. I'm calling them spaces in level. Um, I don't know if you I like that too. Do you, yeah, which one do you prefer? If and so this is just like your URL slash identity yeah. on like GitHub organization and things like that. Yep. So like level dot space versus level teams dot com. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I the dot space is pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of like level dot space for a URL. Yeah. Um, would people call you level space? Probably not. Yeah. I feel like they'd still call you level. I may end up getting called level dot space. You know, think of like yeah. the dot IOs, like segment dot IO, and they tried totally. hard to be like, we are just segment, but you know, everyone right. just always says dot IO. Um, yeah. I like to pronounce the IOs like segmentio. <laughs> yeah. Back when Barometrics didn't have their dot com, I used to call them Barometrexio. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. It was just fun to say. Every time I logged in, I'm like, I'm going to go look at Barometrexio. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I think level.space is just such a cool URL. I do too. Yeah. I think it's cooler than levelteams.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I also could do a hybrid where I establish my unified identity across where there's where handles are assigned, you know, Twitter, mm-hmm. GitHub, all those things. Could be level teams. Levelteams.com could redirect to level.space. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I could it could be an alias that, you know. Level.space has nothing on it, bro. I know. Well, I need to I need to get my landing page uh, yeah. set up. Steve, that's Steve's next task for me. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. What are you going to use for uh, capturing emails? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe MailChimp or uh, okay. Active nice. Campaign or Cool. I hear those are really good. I could check out you're, Drip. You're, I don't know. Uh, I've heard they lost some leadership recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I've got a free account. Never mind. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. That's worth doing. Yeah. You're also, you're, you're also literally wearing a drip T-shirt. Oh, that's true. Yeah, our new yeah. vibrant pink logo. It's yeah. a good shirt. Cool, man. So you want to hear what I'm doing? Yeah. What's been up in your land? I'm thinking about stuff. Um, so we've been doing some retros mm-hmm. um, at work, which uh, actually hadn't been happening. And I was like, hey, we should do retros. And people were like, all right. And we started doing retros. And, people, and I was like, is this valuable? Do we want to keep doing this? And the consensus was like, yeah, definitely. Nice. Like there was no place for the you know airing of grievances and the <laughs> checking in on mm-hmm. of projects and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's been a big win. But I was remarking uh, this last week that it feels like we're, we're, when we're talking about concerns, which is one of like the segments of the recurring segments of the meeting, um, there are a couple things that have been coming up and we've sort of identified them as problems, and they've kind of coalesced. Like, yeah, that's a thing. We we should we should do something about that. Yeah. But we have not come. We have not outlined a solution so much. Mm-hmm. And so one of those things is, is it feels like um, we are missing a person who is thinking about and paying attention to what everyone is working on, and making sure that like that list is prioritized and well assigned and distributed. Yep. Um, and also guarding the people that are working on items from being interrupted by new things that are coming in. Mm, yeah. So it's fairly common for um, someone on the like customer uh, success team or uh, even someone from like account manager type thing to hop on Slack and be like, noticed a bug on client X where this thing is happening. And someone just jumps on it, like working on a fix. And then, you know, like a little while later, okay, yeah. I found the bug. Okay, I'm gonna deploy it to them, and it's like it becomes like kind of like a a, a fire drill type thing. Yep. And the 
intention behind that is very good and mm-hmm. uh, you know pure. <laughs> um, but the upshot of that is that people are having trouble making progress on the uh, important but not urgent work. Yeah. And so we're feeling the pain around a number of unfinished things that are like, this would be so good to get done. But like the person that's working on it keeps getting pulled in because he's the expert on these systems and we've had a couple bugs in those systems. And so, so I, I think we have identified the fact that like we, we need a person to, to do this. And I don't know if it's a full-time job because the dev team, the, the like fingers on keyboard developer size, I think it's like six people, seven yeah. people, somewhere yeah. in there. So I don't know if this is like a full-time project manager type person hmm. uh, or if it maybe it's just someone who like just it becomes the interface between the dev team and the rest of the company. Yeah. Uh, who ha- maintains a queue, backlog, prioritized list of things, uh, a calendar who knows like when important demos are coming up or when we want to ship certain features. And <laughs> the thing I've been trying to decide is if I want to do it. Mm, yeah. Because I think we're at the phase where everyone's like, yeah, we should have a person like that. We're probably not going to hire someone to do that. And I'm just thinking like, I think I could do this pretty well, but is this the direction I want to go? Yeah. And I figured I would throw it to you because I think you kind of ended up doing this at Drip. Yeah, like so that was definitely. Um, so I was like the team lead on the core product team most recently. You know, when we kind of split off and had like DevOps and hardcore backend stuff was our platform team. Core product team was primarily building user level fe- user facing features, and that was certainly like a big part of my uh, my job was sort of traffic directing like. Um, and, and helping cast priorities. We did eventually, uh, as soon as we hired Brendan, our senior director of product, he took a lot of that burden and sort of just started like filling that role of project manager, uh, especially when we, like, for example, started our, um, our email, visual email builder project. And that was sort of a standalone project with primarily our two front end devs. And um, he sort of s- established like, a cadence of checking in on things and making sure they were on the right track and getting the right people looped in at, you know, once a week and not so, so it wasn't a constant, um, you know, drip of like information coming from them. It was like, we would kind of regularly sync up on stuff and he just kind of naturally fell into that role. And Mm -hmm. it became clear to me, like his, his coordination efforts in the end turned out to be quite important, even though, Early on, I was sort of like, I don't know, they can just like sort of, we they sort of know where they need to go and they can just kind of get there and uh, we don't really need active project management. But it turned out I, for the better, like, like he didn't, he didn't impose too much process. It was just like a, a few, a few things like a regular cadence of checking in and, and um, helping to make sure uh, immediate term priorities were put in the right order and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's probably... If no one's doing that today, like someone should should be doing that, um, mm-hmm. because we also fell into the trap of wanting to respond really quickly to to bug reports, for example. And um, I think, I mean, there's somewhere between like immediately jumping on it and waiting a week. You know, like uh, there's probably, if you think about it, some kind of like uh, implicit service level agreement on like how quickly as, as a policy, as an organization, how quickly do we want to respond to bug reports and stuff like that. And, um, so I think it like one, one thing that's probably going to be important to do is to like keep them out of a place like Slack and, and make sure it's like mm-hmm. filed, filed in an issue tracker right. labeled appropriately. And then it's like, we can always come back and like consult that, but it's more asynchronous. It doesn't quite feel like, uh, you know, 
Totally. So urgent. I don't know. Yeah. So to, to me, the question, so I think there are basically, there are two big areas where I can help the mm-hmm. team. And one is to be this, to like, is to focus on process and to sort of be this person to help establish this, this kind of thing that I've been talking about. Yeah. And the other is more on engineering. So it's like to pair with a lot of people to offer architecture advice and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to decide, like, do I want to take on the former uh, at the expense of some of the latter? Hmm. Um, and I don't actually know, like, is it a fantasy to assume, like, oh, maybe I could kind of do both? Yeah. Or it's like I spend only part of the time thinking about the work prioritization and talking to other people and whatnot, and I spend some of the time pairing and writing code myself. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's. I think it depends on how, like, what's the volume of... I guess bug reports or things that would kind of be interruptive, like like I need to get this filed right away. Like, do you feel like you could like say I'm going to spend a few hours in the morning doing this stuff, and then like afternoons I'm going to only code or vice versa? I think I think the volume is not too crazy such that I could do that. Yeah. Um, and also like some of these bug reports are coming in via Slack, like when it's a little bit more like this thing is kind of on fire. Uh, but people also are are already somewhat trained and familiar with filing github issues yeah so they're just like here's a bug i noticed on whatever here's some screenshots um let's you know try to fix this yeah uh so i I don't think i would need to be in full interrupted interruptive bull mode yeah all the time yeah yeah so i think i think it's possible it's a part-time thing i think it is too like as long as like i think it, it you have to establish some of those um like expectations as an organization on where how that information flows and Mm -hmm. i think like organizations that aren't super diligent about that end up having a project manager type person who's just constantly being interrupted all day long and information is just being thrown at them and they're right you know having to file the actual tickets they're having to you know just like like field all the incoming stuff but if people yep. are if if enough process is put in place where it's like people understand where to put things and they don't have to go tap a person on the shoulder that person being you then i think it's totally doable as like a, mm. a part-time thing yeah we, i will for sure i mean i would definitely not do this if i couldn't establish some sort of queue yeah that stuff would go into that could later then be processed yeah and yes interruptions are fine if if it's a if it's urgent urgent but in general you know we'll use it this this process yeah so I have, yeah. I have a question. It's, it's, Who, yeah. Who's um? Is there somebody who's like, like figuring out what features get built next? Like, is there someone directing the product roadmap? Yeah, I'm, I'd say that's flowing from the CEO mostly. Okay. Um, he is in touch with a lot of clients. He does still very involved in the sales process, mm-hmm. and so the roadmap is mostly coming from him. Got it. And so, like, if there's, I mean, that's one other thing to to think about too is. Um, like you guys as a team have a finite amount of time to allocate towards feature development versus like bug maintenance or whatever. So then like, I guess figuring out what the expectations are organizationally on, um, you know, like what is the policy around fixing bugs versus and letting that delay features um, versus not. Totally. And, yeah. Right. And and that's not being explicitly discussed. Yeah. And so that's like, that's like part of the issue right now yeah. is that like features are not getting shipped super fast. Partly because we spend a lot of time getting interrupted. Yeah, and so we, we keep saying that at uh, the retro, and it's like, well, yeah, okay, that's that is the problem. Now what? Right. So yeah, I have I've been saying like I've started I've started switching to saying I feel like we need some sort of queue slash some sort of person to help you know prioritize these various things, 
uh, and that's still not quite doing anything either. Yeah. And I haven't gone to the point where I've said, I think, I guess I should, I, I should just do this. <laughs> um, right. But so I'm trying to decide if I want to say that or if I want someone else to do it. Well, and I think as long as you have the support of your, um, of your boss effectively of like, this is what I'm taking on. This is the cost of me taking this on, but right. we need it. Yeah. And is that cool? You know, and that's a good, yeah, that's a good way of thinking about that. Yeah. Cause it will yeah. harm, it will harm your productivity somewhat because it'll take, sure. even if it's a couple hours a week, I mean, that's, that's a couple hours a week, you know? So, yep, for sure. And, and I, I would say we have some process issues and we also have some, some engineering code quality issues. So yeah, uh, it's, it's not like the, the code is already an A plus and I could, I could just focus on process and we'll be in the clear. There's, there's a fair amount to do on both sides, I think. So it's tricky to figure out like, where's, what's the best thing for me to focus on? Yeah. What's the thing I want to focus on? Yeah. So, but We'll see. I'm going to keep thinking about it. Yeah, but hopefully, but hopefully not too much longer. I kind of, I'm leaning towards just sort of trying it. Mm-hmm. Just like let's let's do an experiment. Let me explicitly take these things on for a little while and see how it works for everybody involved. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the best way to approach it rather than just yeah, yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yep, totally. Let's bias towards action. You know. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, you bet. All right, we got to wrap up. We both got stuff going on. Yeah, let's wrap it. Cool. Uh, show notes. Show notes are at artofproductpodcast.com. Awesome. Good talking to you. You too, man.